0: Today on MTV News, Selena Gomez takes another social media break. Is follower count all it's cracked up to be? Then, two of my favorite things collide boy bands and Ryan Reynolds. Hear about his new production project. And after the infamous Oscar slap, hear how the Academy is regrouping with a new Crisis Team. And lastly, the Jonas Brothers have a new album and are hitting Broadway. Let's get into it. Welcome back to MTB News. You may have heard that Selena Gomez recently returned to social media. She wasn't active for four years as she took a break to focus on her mental health. She's also starring in one of my favorite shows, Only Murders in the Building. And just a few weeks ago, she decided to return to Instagram. And this week she was also all over TikTok going live. And just this past weekend, she decided to deactivate her TikTok again. <sighs> There's just, I just feel for this girl because there are always people in the comments still stirring up drama about Hailey Bieber and Selena's past relationship with Justin Bieber and starting rumors and trying to cause beef. And also not to mention, they can't stop talking about her body. She Had to go on TikTok live, or she chose to go on TikTok live, I should say, to clarify comments about her recent weight gain. And she decided to explain that her lupus medication causes her weight to fluctuate. And the fact that she even had to do that is just heartbreaking. And now she decided that all of this isn't worth it, all of this noise that comes with having a following. What's crazy about this is that the day Selena decided to take a step back from social media is the same day she became the most followed female celebrity on Instagram, surpassing Kylie Jenner. She holds the top spot, I guess you could say, at 387 million followers. Yet, with all of that fame, she's unhappy. And I think it goes to show there's something that happens when your follower count becomes so big. It's like your audience thinks you're not real and like you're bulletproof and they could just say anything that they want and it's not gonna get to you or maybe they think it will get to you um, and you'll see it and read it, but we're not bulletproof. We're still human no matter how many followers we have. So speaking of audiences, I asked my audience what they thought about the whole thing and follower count in general. Rachel Wendy says, my general follower philosophy is to be grateful for the ones I have, and if new ones arrive, that I'm able to provide the value they're looking for. Follower count is more of an empty metric than it used to be. Numbers can get deals, but engagement gets dollars. Danny Quinn says, professionally, quality over quantity. You want people who engage for your product and give you positive, or constructive feedback. But personally, the idea of having a ridiculous number of followers gives me anxiety. Kevin Barry says, unfortunately, it is beneficial. The more real followers you have, the more people you reach. While the average user can certainly enjoy your time on social media with any follower count, businesses and personal brands need a decent number. I love this from Ariel Kimborowski. She says, it depends on your goals. And even if you care about count, it doesn't matter if the people following you don't connect to your interests or company. A hundred followers in your niche will bring more business, joy, and word of mouth than 10,000 followers who scroll by. Adrian says, important for any brand, but making your strategy surround doing everything and anything to drive an increase in followers isn't the best practice. The last brand I managed made it too much of a priority and our content came off too thirsty that we lost followers. This is a good distinction from Chris Eckstein. He says, relevance and quality over quantity any day of the week. Build loyalty and community from within. I came to a job with big follower counts, but the social wasn't social. Had to start making it meaningful and conversational for the right people, and we keep growing. So that's true. You could have a lot of people following you, but if they're not engaging, if they're not socializing, then your follower count really isn't doing its job and you're not using it as an opportunity to have conversations. So take all of this with a grain of salt. It really does depend on your goals and if it's a personal brand or a professional brand, but really just keep creating great content. And if social media ever makes you feel a certain way where you wanna take a break, or it's just too much, take a hiatus, it's fine. People have to do it. And of course, this goes without saying, but be kind to each other. Even the celebrities or people with millions of followers that you think are bulletproof, they're not. They're real people. I think it says more about the person leaving the comment than the person that they're trying to criticize. So, nothing but love. And speaking of love, You all know I love my boy bands, and as a marketer, I have no choice but to love Ryan Reynolds as well, and he's producing a new project called Boy Band. There aren't a lot of details yet, but it's going to be a comedy, and he will produce it for Paramount, and they're expected to start shooting in fall of this year or early 2024. I love this article. It says, details of the project are being kept on a backstreet, but it can be described as a boy band reunion movie. The reunion of musical acts from the late 1990s or early 2000s has proven to be a fertile ground for comedy, with Peacock series Girls 5 Eva being a notable example. So we'll see. I expect that he'll be poking fun at my beloved backstreet boys and... You know, I kind of think that's flattering. It's showing that boy bands have stood the test of time, it's bringing them back, and even though they may end up being the butt of the joke, I think it's going to work out for everyone in some way. I'm secretly hoping for a collaboration, but we'll have to keep our eyes peeled for that. I asked my audience, how may being the butt of the joke actually be a good thing? We see this on SNL all the time or with skits and tweets and just how we're able to poke fun uh, in a lighthearted way, not in a cruel way. Jordan says, part of the appeal of boy bands is their goofiness, so I think this will be a good thing. When anything nostalgic is poked fun at in a silly yet tasteful way, I typically come back for more. Again, Danny says, it depends on how you handle it. If you're the butt of the joke and don't respond well, it could hurt your reputation. If you take the joke in stride, you'll earn respect in corners you may not have had before. I think that's a great approach and a great reminder. Sometimes it may be hard not to clap back, but if you take it in stride, there usually are a lot of benefits in doing so. And Kat says, Ryan Reynolds is known for his joking personality. Being the butt of the joke can bring people on to join in the fun, but it would really depend on the joke. Yes, I think there is a point where it could be a little bit below the belt, but I don't know if that's Ryan Reynolds' style. So we love humor, we love Ryan, we definitely love boy Bands. so we'll have to just see how this goes. Shifting gears, how could we forget last year's Oscars, where Will Smith walked up to Chris Rock on stage, live on television, and slapped him across the face? Well, the Academy is now creating a crisis team to assist in any other potential crisis like this and to be prepared for anything, as they say. It's hard to imagine that anything even similar to this crisis could happen again. I think everyone will hopefully be on their best behavior, but you never know. Crises do happen and it's best to be prepared. So I asked my audience about this. What will this team be responsible for? And also, how does the social media team fall into play in a crisis plan, especially on live television where people are turning to social media and the live broadcast for updates? Aya says, smart idea, good to have PR people on standby, and brief social teams on crisis protocols. Sometimes people spot things thanks to social monitoring that can have larger real life impacts too. Lathan Lev says, this is a response to people saying they did nothing, but who could have predicted this? Smith should have been removed from the building, which you don't need a crisis team to handle. If anything, it brought more viewers to a dying media event. Chris Eckstein says, Very curious about this. I would say one responsibility is to be ready for anything. But perhaps the Academy should focus on bigger picture PR 24-7. Always good to have crisis teams at the ready, but they're in a weird spot to expect it. Could just be to save face. Autumn says, I honestly can't believe they didn't have a PR crisis team earlier. I think their jobs will be to get ahead of the narrative if something controversial does come up. I'm not a PR girly, so I'm interested in other thoughts here. And then she tagged Beth Booker, PR Pro, and Beth said, for an event of that caliber and size with that many high profile attendees. There's literally no reason as to why they didn't have a crisis plan in place for every possible scenario for every show. If I were leading that team, I would be looking at all attendees, what current coverage is on them, and any likely conflicts that could occur for that specific show. The number one rule with crisis PR is that you need to have a plan in place ahead of time, not during the crisis amen to that. So we'll have to see how it goes. Hopefully it's pretty tame, but you never know with live television. I will be watching to see what happens. Now let's get to some fun stuff. So the Jonas Brothers recently announced a new album and gotta love the creativity. It's called The Album. And interestingly enough, they're doing a five-show Broadway residency in New York City, Obviously and they're going to be performing a different album each night. So March 14th is the Jonas Brothers album, March 15th is their album A Little Bit Longer, March 16th is Lines, Vines, and Trying Times, March 17th is Happiness Begins, and March 18th is the album. And I'd never seen anything like this before. First of all, Man, that's going to be a lot of rehearsals to have five shows in a row, five different nights, five different sets and songs and music arrangements and choreography even, all of the things. So that's going to be a lot to rehearse and run through and perfect. But I was thinking about this more so from the fan perspective. My God, five nights, five different experiences. Oh, wow. I would have to go if I was a diehard Jonas Brothers fan, but wow, that is expensive. It would be really disheartening to have to pick and choose if it's not in your budget to go to all five, which totally understandable if it isn't. That is a pretty penny. You'd have to pick and choose, and you want to be a part of all of it. It's not like a regular residency where you know the show is going to be the same each night. So it doesn't matter which date that you pick. So I thought uh, I thought it was a creative and something new, but I also thought this was upsetting for their fans. And the comment section kind of echoed this. Louisa Carr says, happiness ends now because I won't be seeing this. Oh, and also not to mention the tickets go on sale like pretty immediately. And Courtney says, the way I need a little bit longer, like no one understands, I might have to switch tickets with someone if I don't get it. So it's just going to be a huge frenzy. Ugh! I know it's too soon since the Eras tour and Ticketmaster and all of that. I don't know if Broadway tickets are on Ticketmaster. I think they might have their own ticket portal. I'm not sure. But I just... I couldn't believe that they announced something like this and I wonder if the Backstreet Boys will ever follow suit, maybe do another Vegas residency where each week they go through a bunch of their albums and do more of a medley. I would just have to set up a tent in Las Vegas at that point. Um, But also just a fun little sidebar about the Jonas Brothers. You may know that Haley Lou Richardson, who played Portia on The White Lotus, is a diehard Jonas Brothers fan. And she was recently on the James Corden show and they arranged a FaceTime with Nick Jonas and she just was beside herself, totally fangirling. And now, a few months later, she is featured in their new single, in the new music video for the Jonas Brothers song, Wings. And the video is adorable, it's really just showing Portia and her friends in a Las Vegas hotel room getting ready for the show because the Jonas Brothers did do a Las Vegas residency and they're just doing their makeup and dancing and having fun and I won't spoil it, you have to watch it. But of course, the Jonas Brothers do make an appearance and I just love that all of her fangirl dreams are coming true and the White Lotus is still being talked about, is still hot right now This reminds me of when Skims, as we talked about a few weeks ago, got uh, the escorts from the show to come on and model for Skims. And I just love these cameos, these crossovers from TV into music or from TV into retail. And I will say, the Backstreet Boys, if you have any upcoming music videos where you need a fangirl, I am at the ready. I will book a flight. I will get my friends. So call me and I will say that is it for today. Don't forget, we have over 70 other episodes in the bank. So take a listen to Making the Brand and I'll see you later.